Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Happy Mother's Day, Sarah. Thank you, Megan. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Of course, we're not recording this on Mother's Day, but um, it will drop on Mother's Day. And I feel like this topic of marketing to moms, while it's not, it doesn't belong solely to like a Mother's Day time of year, it kind of ramps up on Mother's Day and around Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're we're of heightened sensitivity because of the industry we work in, but I definitely notice the messaging that is coming across the ether, television, radio, digital. Um, people are wanting to talk about motherhood in marketing and then marketing directly to moms this time of year. But to your point, all year round, moms are being marketed to. I mean, moms are spenders. Yeah. And I think it's like important to notice, like we're going to get a little grumpy probably today and a little, like a little well, well-meaning, good-natured ranting happening because we see all sides of it. We see it come through as consumers. We see it come through in the messaging copy that we, you know, are, are given to use for our ad reads. Um, and it's not always terrible. I mean, no, all, all holidays get, all holidays get their fair share of targeted marketing. And so it just is the reality. There's back to school. There's holidays. There's like every, every time of Black year Friday. has its own Black it's Friday. Yes. <laughs> and right. And I think for us, it's like, sometimes it makes sense and it's done really well. And I think that we've been lucky enough to mostly work with companies that get it. And like, even if the messaging is a little more heavy handed than we would personally do, like we have the flexibility to tailor it to our audience who doesn't want to be bombarded necessarily with Mother's Day um, advertising, but we've seen it at both ends. We've seen it both as the people opening their email every day and getting a, you know, a million emails telling us it's Mother's Day as if we didn't know um, coming up and reminding us that there's someone out there we have to shop for. And then we've seen it on the other end as content creators going, yeah. okay, now what, do, how do we do this in a way that's not heavy handed and sloppy and actually speaks to our audience of moms who 
by the way, aren't really supposed to be the ones buying the stuff anyway. <laughs> Not on Mother's Day. We're supposed <laughs> no. to be bought in for. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think actually what what sparked this conversation, which I think is like kind of a uniquely 2022 thing. I didn't notice this as much last year or the year before, the years before, but about a month ago, I got a whole rush of emails basically saying something like, we know Mother's Day, so they'd all be coming from a brand. And it was like, we know that Mother's Day can be a sensitive time of year for many. If you would like to opt out of Mother's Day emails, then go to this link and like change your subscriptions. And I remember thinking, well, wait a second. You've just now reminded someone who's sensitive to Mother's Day marketing that Mother's Day is coming. And now they have to go jump through a hoop to opt out. Right. Maybe just do it. Do it better. Right. <laughs> How about don't do it in such a way that it's going to really offend people or be uh, like a, I don't know, salt in a wound. I mean, we all know if like a lot of us have Mother's Day issues for a lot of reasons, maybe because of a loss or a complicated relationship or whatever, like maybe we can figure out how to handle it without you reminding us that your marketing is about to get really dumb. I think (laughs) that's exactly what it it felt like. And probably it had very, again, very good intentions behind it um, to be sensitive, to be inclusive, to acknowledge that this can be a really tricky holiday season for a lot of people. Um, However, to your point, it almost felt like then giving themselves a free pass to just unleash the cliches and unleash the generalizations and unleash the mom targeted marketing because, well, we gave you an out. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. Yeah, it it was interesting. And, And the fact that you got several of those from several different companies, there was almost something a little bit um, performative about it. Like, look how, look how aware we are of, you know, the way our messaging might hit people and look how we're not actually going to change anything. We're not going to change anything. We're just going to tell you ahead of time that we're very sensitive. There was something very, I don't know. I I know ironic is not the correct word for this, but something that just made me go, Hmm, there's something odd here. So, so I would be curious for listeners. And I mean, if you, if you feel like you have the time to write to us, I would be very curious if anybody got something like that and really thought, oh man, that's, that is really going to help my mental state of mind around mother's day. Or like, I'm totally going to take this brand up on that and opt out of mother's day messaging. I'd be really curious if, if to hear from somebody who received that and thought, oh, that's really helpful. Thank you, brand. Because I, maybe right. I, I would love to hear that. Well, and maybe there's something really like particularly triggering about the time of year. So by giving someone enough advanced notice, maybe it is useful. I don't know. It, it, it triggered my cynical side, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Well, we're probably for sure going to be wrong a lot today. I mean, we always are, but this is, these are, these are partially formed opinions that you've signed on for today, friends. So welcome. Um, I want to circle back to something you said, because we, you know, we may have fun poking fun at some lazy marketing to moms today, but you mentioned that there's some really, really well done campaigns. Um, and I think that should be acknowledged too. When I was Googling around there were some really cool roundups of like the best Mother's Day mm-hmm. advertising campaigns, the ones that really do feel like, gosh, somebody thought that all the way through. There's some that make you cry. There's some that make you laugh. And maybe somebody actually consulted an actual mom. Yeah. Two like or more than one in the room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 
I love ones that feel inclusive to all kinds of mothering and being mothered, you know, everything from blended families to mom-like mentors and um, real stories of people's own relationships with mother figures in their lives. I just think there's a lot of really, there are a lot of really well done um, marketing campaigns toward moms too. That's just not what we're talking about. today. No, that wouldn't be much of a rant episode now, would it? It wouldn't be any fun at all. Um, Okay. So before we jump into the whole episode, like to get the rant going, we do have a few stats. Um, I'm going to start with one that's Mother's Day related and one that's, and then a couple that aren't specifically Mother's Day related. So I found a statistic that showed the yearly ad, like the estimated ad spend on specifically Mother's Day from 2007 through um, 2021. And I have to make this bigger because my my 45-year-old, almost 45-year-old eyes can barely see it. Do you like readers for Mother's Day? I'm just curious because that could oh, be Oh <laughs> my goodness. Give mom what she really wants. Readers. Okay. So in billions of US dollars, it was the 2007 estimated spend um, was $15.73 billion on specifically Mother's Day. By, and it shows every year. Um, and it kind of just steadily goes up and up. By 2013, and that's where I think you can really start to see like probably um, website advertising and social uh, social event. media, yeah. social media advertising really start to hit its stride. By 2013, it's up to 20.66 billion, and then in 2021, the estimated spend is 28.1 billion. So that's almost double mm-hmm. from 2007. I find that striking. That is very striking. Yeah. There aren't double the number of mothers needing stuff. That's for sure. So I guess there's just more of a competition over the share, you know, over the market share. Um, The other statistics I found kind of interesting, and these are not specific to Mother's Day or even necessarily moms, but um, for the Mother of Reinvention podcast that just relaunched a few weeks ago. So I just released the third episode for this season. So I spoke with one of the co-founders of a marketing agency, an advertising agency in New York City that really specializes in reaching women over 40. And they did a big survey. And so here's some of the things that they found out. And this is an agency called Fancy, and we can link this in the show notes. But um, they were targeting women over 40, but I still think this is relevant to probably all women. 80% of women felt that brands systematically underestimated her intelligence. Mm-hmm. 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 84% of the women felt that brands systematically overestimated their preoccupation with their physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I thought this one was really interesting. Nine out of 10 of the respondents wanted to see brands showing women in roles that were not mother. Yeah. Including moms. Like right. you can be a mom, but you, that doesn't mean you're standing by a toaster waiting for like something to pop out to hand your kid, like skateboarding out the door (laughs) of one of the most cliche, like, ah, the morning is so hectic. Yeah. Here, take your toaster, you know, tart. Um, so I just think that's fascinating because we do have very rich lives that are multifaceted. And it is true that some, one of the laziest advertising tropes you see is just only portraying women as moms and even moms only in their specifically motherhood role. Right. And within that, I would say like, we can all immediately picture the visual cues that tell you if someone on a TV commercial say is a stay at home mom, a working mom. Um, (laughs) there's like, there's this cartoonish, like business suit briefcase, like toting frazzled coffee spilling 
harried working mom trope that shows up in all kinds of targeted, you know, marketing. And then there is like a stay at home mom version of that cartoon. And I think we know from our own surveys, from our own community, it's just not the only two options there are. And so often full time working moms are not dressed in a suit, are not spilling coffee on themselves. Like it's just... (laughs) It's just oversimplified and it doesn't do any service even to a suit wearing corporate working mom isn't served by having that archetype so, so clearly defined, I guess. Well, and it's like, I know, I'm sure I know, well, I'm not sure I know, I'm not sure I know anything really, but I'm guessing that it's like a shorthand. They only have say 30 seconds to get the story told. And whatever the story is, you need these dryer sheets or, you know, you need a new coffee mug because yours keeps spilling on you at the bottom, whatever it is, right? You you have to really quickly show who the audience is. And so over time, we've come to associate those archetypes with the audience, but it just, we need to shift that audience because like, if we never stop, look, are we all going to be still showing women and power suits in 20 years when no one's even wearing suits anymore. I mean, I just, to me, it just feels so, or like when people aren't even leaving the home half the time to go to the office, like I do wonder, and I don't watch a lot of TV ads anymore, but I do wonder how it's changing because of the reality shifting Mm -hmm. and how the pandemic has kind of pushed that forward. So I will say we do watch a decent amount of ads when we watch live sports, which is fairly often in my house. Um, And as a consumer and marketers, you can listen up to this as a consumer. I totally tune out ads that rely on generalizations and stereotypes because they become like white noise and my ears and eyes perk up. If I see marketers doing something different, even if it's not like an amazing commercial, I'm like, oh, somebody's flipping the script on this. Like, yeah. And my kids have become really my kids love TV ads because they don't see them very much. But when they see them. They love the funny ones. We talk about like the ones that are super cringy. So it's a fun exercise to watch TV ads. And I so appreciate the ones to your point, Megan, that are trying to do it a little differently. And you don't have to pander so much because even if it's like, even if you looked at an ad and and the person doesn't represent you right now in your current Sarah life, right? You can, if it catches your attention, at least you're engaged with it and you're going to pay, you're going to see what happens next. And I think that that, doesn't happen when, when they become white noise, like you said. Yeah. Well, gosh, we have opinions and we are not going to stop for the next however long. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. 
That's code MOMHOUR5050 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, Sarah, so I know that you've got one one annoying thing that you see in marketing to moms that is just, bur- it's just raised your hackles. It has. Cause I've got, you got to get this off your chest. Okay. I do. Go ahead. Get this off your chest. I think this is newer and I am seeing it crop up kind of a lot. And it is when an advertiser calls something a mom hack and you're like, Oh, I want to know a mom hack. Moms are smart. Mom hacks are amazing. I'm not knocking mom hacks. And then you watch their, Instagram video. And what the hack is, is to buy the product they're selling and, and then that's use it. it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. the hack, everyone. Aren't yeah. you smart? Aren't you so smart <laughs> that you bought this product that can, I'm not going to use the example that I actually saw, but that like can help organize your spice rack or something. And isn't that a smart hack? No, no, it's just a product that you bought. It might be a good right. product, but like, that's not a hack. And I think it's so it's so just trying to jump on. Um, it, it's it's doing a disservice to real mom hacks like a mom hack right. is when you use what you have and your own genius idea or your friend's genius idea or you, the tip you learn from a neighbor and you do something really smart with the resources you have to solve a problem. It's like all of the We've done so many episodes like that. Those little things we figure out that make the motherhood road a little less bumpy. Calling something a mom hack that's actually a product you buy just sort of like is an insult to real mom hacks. I was just going to say that it's insulting because the mom hack, the part that makes it not just a hack, like the optimization, the, the ingenious use of something, but specifically a mom hack is like giving credit to the mom who the mom and the band of mothers out yeah. there, right? who figured this out and calling a product a mom hack, like cuts mom out. Like yes. it cuts out the ingenuity. It just makes it, it's just lazy. And it's nobody thought this through the way we're talking about this right now. I'm sure it was probably someone who maybe is like 22 and like, and just like joined this team and was told to make social content. And then they watched a bunch of reels and they're like, Ooh, this works. Like if you put mom hack on something, people yeah. watch it. Let's do yeah. that. 
we don't think there's like bad intent. It's just that when you're the mom on the other end, seeing it, it comes across as really disingenuous. And in fact, you now feel like you've been robbed of 30 seconds of your time or however much you invested in it and your attention, like your share of attention. And, and it just feels like it feels cheap. Like someone was trying to like get around, like cheated you a little bit. Like they, like they dangled a carrot and then the carrot was just spend money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to just, this doesn't exactly go along with the mom hack thing, but it's kind of along the same lines, just tacking the word mom onto something like anything yes, does not actually substitute for thinking, like taking the time to understand what moms want, need, use, how they use it, how they live, who they are, and then tell that story. Like, it's again with a shorthand, like you don't just get to co-opt moms yes, (laughs) by saying this is for you moms and then not giving us anything else. Like all we get from that is that you said the word mom. Okay. It reminds me of, this is a bit of a cognitive leap, but stay with me. My kids pointed out that um, Reese's, the candy company makes an Easter egg shaped um, peanut butter cup at Easter and they come in the package of two and they're shaped like Easter eggs. And I think they have a little molding design on the chocolate that makes it look like an Easter egg. And then at Christmas, the exact same shape is turned into like bulb, like Christmas light bulbs. Um, so it is a repurposed. It's like someone had leftover chocolate that they repurposed into Christmas candy from Easter Mm. candy. And once my kids pointed it out, I was like, Oh, you're absolutely right. It's the same mold. They just Uh flipped it upside down and added a different design. But it makes me think of like, it's almost like the advertising marketing strategy has been done. And then someone went through and like slapped a lily on the, like slapped (laughs) some pastels. Oh, good. We have pastels from Easter. So that's good. We'll use that. We'll put a scripty font and write the word mother and we're good. There we go. There we go. go. It's done. Mm-hmm. We did. We, our work here is done. Yeah. I mean, it's not like moms aren't the only ones that this happens to. It happens in all kinds of holidays, but no matter what, it's like something about directing it at an entire group of people yes. <laughs> makes it feel that much more cliched. And we could also say that they do that. Like people do this to dads too. So it's yeah, not like moms absolutely. are the only ones that get this. It's just a different, it's just a different set of stereotypes. So let's talk about some of those stereotypes. Okay. Let's, here we go. Okay. So there's a couple that have come that I feel like have been around since the beginning. And then there's one that just kind of got added in. So I feel like it used to be like moms were either portrayed as like frazzled, frumpy, grumpy, and forgetful. So kind of like the hot mess mom, right? Then there was like the saintly, slightly desexualized, but well put together, sweet, like preschool teacher type. And now there's this other like hot mom subset that I think is kind of, and I don't mean a hot mess mom, but like a literally a hot, like physically attractive mom. Um, like that's like another one. And I do feel like those are the three kinds of moms we get to see portrayed over and over. It's kind of like your archetype that you were talking about earlier, but almost like drilling down a little bit more because then where it comes out, maybe not in the imagery so much as like the targeting, like, um, you can't get your stuff together. So you're this kind, or you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and again, there's stereotypes for reasons. There's archetypes for a reason because some of, we all fall kind of vaguely into one or more of them, but for anything more than like a bucket, I know that in marketing, there's something called like an avatar, Mm. right? So that's like 
have to figure out who you're talking to and like kind of talk to that avatar. And I understand why that is. You can't write an individual script for every kind of mom there is out there, but there's just something about it that starts to feel just lazy, like a lazy yeah, stereotype. And I think going back to that, um, the statistic that you talked about, about women feeling like marketers underestimate their intelligence. I think we are probably one of the most media savvy generations of consumers in a long time, because a lot of advertising and media has gotten more transparent, like with the rise of social media and regular people sort of becoming influencers, there's this blurred line of like, what's who, what's on the other side of the curtain. And I think in a lot of ways that has made yeah. more conscious consumers. We are all also conscious about where our products are manufactured and under what conditions and where the money's flowing. And so all of that I think is actually really good. It makes us pretty darn smart. And so if our intelligence is insulted by lazy stereotypes, we're going to shut down. Um, the other thing I think yeah. those stereotypes do is presume that because you're this kind of mom, you need to then buy this. I understand that's the point uh, of advertising, uh. obviously. Like, I get it. You are trying to convince me to buy a product. But I think our many of us are feel slightly insulted when we're told that we need X, Y, and Z because we are ABC type of mom. Again, that over that sort of overtyping um, doesn't go over well with a lot of yeah. us. Well, it's, it's almost like I'm visualizing like a piece of paper. And on the left, you have like the three buckets of types of moms there are. Say there's like one, two, three. And then on the right, you've got like all the products with like lines right. from like from one kind of mom. But there's never any there's not the, the thought that like actually, you know, this mom could also use these products if you just right. thought about it in a slightly different way or, you know, just like under it's like underestimating the audience is just never a good idea. And I think you're so right that we're too savvy now. Like that cannot be gotten away with. So Sarah, you wrote down a stereotype that I thought was so funny. (laughs) I'm going to read it out loud. And then I want you to explain what you meant here. Okay. It is grown men love their mothers so much. What do you mean by this? Again, I'm picturing TV commercials around Mother's Day. And I feel like there is a lazy stereotype of a slightly older mother, uh, an empty nest mother whose son is coming home or showing up at the last minute um, and just is the apple of her eye. And he is just Mm. the hero of the commercial. And I I think what these ads are targeting is they're targeting the, the emotional nostalgia that is your kids growing up and leaving. But there's something that feels overly gendered to me and like, mm, I'm just going to say it like dudes don't need to do very much to be a hero. They just have to be <laughs> yeah, like to be a hero <laughs> yeah. in the eyes of women. And I think it's probably it's going right at the heartstrings of both the actual women in that demographic. Although I'm sure what we know of ad spending is probably the older mom is not the target of that ad. It is probably the younger mom who is, I don't know, projecting or is maybe seeing her husband or her little boy grow up to love his mommy so much. I don't know why this irks me. Or maybe it's, maybe it's the the man maybe. who's the target of that. He wants ad, to who see himself. Wants to feel yeah. like he, he wants to be that guy by 
buying the card or buying the whatever, sending the flowers or showing up, getting on the plane, right. whatever it is that's being sold, the, the not putting very much effort in and getting to be that hero. Um, just as an aside, I will say I have two grown sons and, and this may sound terrible. I don't really expect to hear from them on Mother's Day. Um, I do expect to hear from them on, on the like yeah. Christmas holiday because we've spent it together forever. Um, and I probably like if I had to just guess, I probably won't start getting cards from them or anything like any of that sort of recognition unless they wind up married yeah. to women. <laughs> like, I mean, and then they're, and then they're women or like partnered with women. And then the women feel like they have to step in and take care of me, which I don't yeah. want. I'm not saying like, that's how it should be. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if that's yeah. how it plays out because who's behind that purchase is often not even yeah. the grown man, but his wife. Um, I would have to no. Anyway, sorry. I no, think I cut you funny. off. I would have to try. I want to see if I can track down a commercial that can you picture what I'm talking about? It's just sort of like um, like a general dude showing up in a sweet way for his mom. But that's it. Like, that's yeah. yeah. He, OK, 100 percent. Right. Yes, that's it. He just showed. sometimes he literally yeah, just exactly. showed up. Like he literally, she, I'm picturing the door, the door opens and there he is. She's like, ah, you know, and then it's teary and misty and yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, Okay. Here's another one. And we have done a whole episode about this, but this is the jokey. Ha ha. Mama needs a glass of wine or mom is so overwhelmed that she needs to hide in the bathroom and lock the bathroom door to get it a minute of a minute of peace. Um, and this I think is very applicable to listeners of our podcast in the stage of life that a lot of our listeners are in. And it's, it's relatable because motherhood is an, like a full contact sport for, for a lot of people for a lot of years. But I think what makes the, the stereotype problematic for me when it's then taken on by advertisers or marketers is that like, it kind of skips the part where like mothers are really overwhelmed by the demands of raising children Mm -hmm. and working and being a partner or owning a home. Like there are real financial and emotional and like psychological demands on moms. So then to go right to the punchline of like, haha, let's give mom a break with a glass of wine and like, four minutes of peace. It just feels like, I don't know, like it's almost reinforcing that like unhealthy coping is just the way it has to be rather than like, and that it's, and that it's our fault somehow that we can't. Yeah. Like there's a lot that's wrong with that. It's the lip service thing. It's like giving lip service to supporting moms or like a punch on the shoulder. Like, you know, Hey, buck up. Here's your chocolate or glass of wine or diamond or whatever it is. And not addressing the actual issue and like feeling like we all just societally got to pass because we have mother's day to begin with, or we have, or we have any kind of mother, um, recognition. And it's, it's almost like if this is such a cliche that we all immediately recognize it, doesn't that mean that it's also so pervasive that mothers are under supported on an ongoing basis, like that, that should be concerning. Like if everyone can, right. if, if everyone can relate to the need to lock the bathroom door for five minutes or to crying in the parking lot or to like, you know, being truly overwhelmed, then maybe we have a bigger problem than like needing, like you said, a diamond or, or a spa day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a break. Um, 
I need to take, I need to take a breath. Uh, I need to take a glass of, I have a little drink <laughs> of water, a glass of wine. You know, clear, <laughs> cleanse my, I need a glass of wine. No, I need, a, <laughs> I need to go in the bathroom for a little while and just get okay with myself. No, I'm just, I need to cleanse okay. the palate. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know, what's good to go. My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah. So let's kick this half off by talking about some products that just legitimately aren't Mother's Day products. <laughs> They might be great products or services, right? In and of the, themselves, but they don't need to be specifically targeted to Mother's Day. Um, I'm also going to lump in with that things that I wouldn't want for Mother's Day because like the mere fact that it's what everyone always gets for Mother's Day makes me not want it. And I'll just tell a little story about this really quick because this just epitomizes this for me. Um, I used to write a parenting column for like the local newspaper. This was a long time ago. Like, I feel like, oh, Will and Owen were a little tiny, maybe Owen was a baby. So long, long time ago. And, um, it was a, a humor column. It was not like a helpful column. It was not a gift guide. It was humor. And I wrote a funny column about what you should get your, like the mom in your life, whatever your wife or whoever 
for Mother's Day. And it was all stuff that didn't exist, <laughs> like a self-cleaning house. But I went into like detail about what like the self-cleaning yeah. house would do. And, you know, so it wasn't just like self-cleaning house, but it was actually I kind of fantasized about it, but it was pretty funny. I was pretty proud of it. And then I got a note from my editor who said, well, this just feels kind of unrealistic <laughs> because you can't actually buy these things. What about like um, a charm bracelet? And he was 100% sincere. <laughs> and I was like, and he also mentioned like some kind of appliance, like a, oh, I don't remember, what, like not a, not a toaster, but something almost as, as insulting. And I was like, dude, if one wants to buy one's mother a charm bracelet for her, her mother's day or birthday or whatever, please no one ever do that for me. I just don't want it. But thank you. If you know, that's for somebody else, they might love it. They already know yeah. where to find that. I don't have to write a humor column about it. <laughs> the whole point is these are things we can't have, but that actually moms might actually yeah. get a kick out of. And it was just so funny because I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy does not understand. And nowadays I feel like it would fly 15 years ago. Maybe the world just yeah. wasn't ready. Yeah. I don't know. I so, wish we could find that column. <laughs> what do you have? That, that, yeah. That you wrote. Oh my goodness. I bet I still have it. I bet I still still have it tucked away somewhere. I could probably dig it up, but, um, well, I just want to read this text I got from a mobile services provider, a wireless company, and I will keep it on anonymous, but it is a, you know, cellular wireless provider company. And it says, hi, this mother's day say thanks to the mom in your life. Now's the perfect time to add a line. Learn how to get our best deals on iPhones starting at less than $9 a month. No trade in required. Requires 0% APR, 36-month something. They've abbreviated everything in this text. Well-qualified customers. Restrictions apply. Learn more at da, 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 da. So, like, that one made me laugh so hard because <laughs> in what universe do you say thanks to the mom in your life with not just a new phone? Because that, I mean, I maybe I'd go with you on that leap. But by right. adding a line to your existing family plan, <laughs> that's what this is like. That's what they're wanting you to do. So is mom can't get any time to herself. She needs a whole separate I phone guess, line. Or like mom's not on the <laughs> family know. plan. So we need another. I, right. I I don't even know. But that is the what we were talking about earlier by adding a reference to mothers and then doing your same old shtick. The same shtick. Just, that's not that's not even targeting moms. That's like no the opposite. It, I'm trying to think like what mom in your life would need that? I mean, like how, how far out are we getting? Cause I could buy something like that for like right. a neighbor. Now that would be funny. Like Marge, I couldn't help but notice that you're alone on mother's day. So I added you to my family plan. Here's so an iPhone. Weird. That'll be $9 yeah, a month, be... by the way, cause I'm not paying for that oh part of it. Um, that just reminded me of like, and I know this has become kind of a thing people like now make fun of, but it's always seemed really inappropriate to me. Um, these are more holiday related, like more of Christmas usually, but I've seen them slip through for other more minor holidays. And it's like buying someone something wildly inappropriate for a hot, like to ever buy for anyone else anyway, like a car, oh, like a brand yeah. new car. So when I've seen that and they, I think SNL did a funny skit about it this year, but that's been a thing for quite some time. And it's often a, a husband buying one for a wife every now and then vice versa. But like, wouldn't you be pretty mad if someone went 
and made all of those decisions about a vehicle and then committed to the expense of a vehicle without like cluing you in on it or bringing you in on the process. There's just, it would take a very specific set of circumstances. I have known a couple of different instances where that has happened and been well-received, but to use it as mass marketing does not make a lot of sense. Cause to your point, it's a very specific situation in which that would make sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like what we're really getting at here is that there are products that maybe in some very special circumstance might be for some people a legitimate mother's day gift, even though for like 99% of the people, it doesn't make sense. But (laughs) The way to reach that 1% of circumstances isn't by sending out like something that's got mom slapped on it just to get all the mom's attention. So that's just makes it weird. Like most of us aren't going to get or give a lot of the things that are marketed to us as Mother's Day gifts as Mother's Day gifts, or maybe even for quote, a mom that we know or a mom that we love. Like we're not, that's not like she wants to buy that for herself or, um, doesn't want it at all, (laughs) you know? So like, again, it kind of all goes back to like slapping mom on it doesn't make it desirable or appropriate as a mom gift. Which brings us to lazy copywriting. And Sarah, because we both are writers and um, have lived in that world for quite some time, I know this is something that jumps out at us a lot. You had terrible puns (laughs) written down, which I would love to hear what terrible puns came to mind for you. First of all, I am not anti-pun. I actually love wordplay and I think sparing and smart use of puns is, can be delightful. I can smile and appreciate a good pun. I know some people have very strong opinions about puns as humor, like in general, that they just are lazy. I don't think that as a blanket statement, but, um, the one that I saw recently, and I won't say where we saw it was, the tagline or like the marketing slogan was it's mom's turn to wine W I N E, which like, first of all, it's a wine you drink versus a whiny kid. So we're like playing with that word. But then I was like, mom's mm-hmm. turn to wine. So we're now the ones whining, but oh, we're whining like it, but with like, wine. it took me a minute to get. Yes. And also there's like a spelling difference, but also it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. Like it's just, it feels like somebody in a room somewhere thought that was real clever. And I'm not, the the other terrible puns are not coming to mind, but, um, just while we're like, while we're being super critical, there's just a a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot of misplaced apostrophes. There's a lot of bad puns. Like, yeah. Like if we, okay. For listeners who don't know, we receive dozens probably like in the tens of emails per day, 10 to 50 emails per day of publicity, right? Like people pitching us to cover a product on the show or have a guest on the show. And some of them come from lovely people and very professional agencies. And some of them come from really not like something really slapped together. And the amount of misplaced apostrophes around moms, mamas, mommies. Um, Oh, remember that subject line recently that you got that we got and you were like, I, I don't even know what this, this is. Plural moms, no apostrophe. Plural moms, no apostrophe. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I think also with something like a pun, puns are great. I love puns, but they have to be used with care because otherwise you take something that's 
merely four words, like mom's turn to wine. And there's so much confusion <laughs> packed into it. Like it doesn't really make sense. It's using the word twice. It's got wine in it. That makes it funny, right? Ha ha ha. It says moms. And that makes it funny because it's moms and moms wine. Like I guess let's drink. go with ha, it. Ha, that's ha. where I feel like moms like to drink. Ha, 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 ha. Like that's what I feel like the mental process behind this was, was like, we don't really have to think about it. The fact that first of all, wine is not a verb if right. used as W I N E. It's not a verb unless you decide to make it one. And I guess that's a thing these days, but, <clears throat> um, so it just doesn't really make sense, but because it's got alcohol in it and mom's in the same sentence, we can just hijack all right. good grammar. It doesn't even matter because everyone will laugh because it's booze. I mean, to me, yes. that's just like the ultimate of like bad puns because it's the pun itself isn't great, but also the intent behind yep. it is sloppy. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a couple of slogans that came to mind for us um, that these are not puns. These are just like truisms, I guess. Or what would you say? Like, how would you sum um, these up, Sarah? Like, they're just. Yeah. Well, it would be almost like a tactic, like a, like a sales tactic. Yeah. 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 So um, I'll just feed these to you and we can just vent on them. So the first one is give mom what she really wants. I'm, Sarah, you had an epic rant about this earlier, so I'm just going to let you recap well, I'm that. just seeing it a lot. And the implication is these other, these other gifts have become so trite that mom no longer wants flowers, diamonds, a spa day, whatever, fill in the blank of like, the things that have been traditional. So what she really wants this year is, and then fill in blank with your product. A new line on her cell phone. Exactly. A new line on the family (laughs) line. I got an email using this tactic that was tickets to the theater, which first of all, for some mother child pairs, giving mom tickets to the theater could be an excellent gift. But for some reason, I still bristle at it's kind of like it's insulting all those other ideas you might have had. Like, oh, no, no, no. Right. Your mom doesn't want flowers. First of all, we usually send my mother-in-law flowers for Mother's Day and she loves them. And it's a great way to brighten someone's day from far away. And like, there's nothing wrong with sending flowers. So it's almost like a double layer of insulting all these traditional gifts because those can't possibly do the trick anymore. What she really wants is, and then often it's not what she really wants. Like, don't tell me what my mom really wants or what I really want as a mom. Like, maybe just tell me why your product is great. Right. Maybe Why do you have to yeah. knock one thing down to elevate your thing? It reminds me, actually, the um, interview that I mentioned that was on Mother of Reinvention with this woman, Katie Keating. She was talking about like a year ago, and I think it was a Mother's Day campaign. Um, Tiffany, the venerable company oh, right. that's yeah. been around. Is that how you pronounce that word? Oh, venerable. That word? Like, no, venerable. <laughs> Tiffany. Ty, Ty Fanai. No, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> venerable. Yes, that's how I would say it. The, the well-known jewelry company, Tiffany, had a campaign that came out and said something like, this isn't your mother's Tiffany. And people freaked out because they're like, yes, it is. This The whole idea is that it's classic. Yeah. It's been around forever. It'll be around forever. Like why? Why? It's why you so lazy. Do that? Like why would you slam why would you slam people's grandmothers to make the jewelry accessible to a new generation? Why wouldn't you hold the door yeah. open for a new generation while also like you know honoring the legacy of the brand? It's I'll so weird. I'll tell you weird. why because the phrase this isn't your mother's blank is again <laughs> it's like somebody patting themselves on the back that that 
phrase includes the word mother and it's a known phrase. So like no one thought beyond that. Exactly. They were just like, sounds great. Let's do it because we want young people to buy Tiffany. Great. Of course, you need people coming up to buy your product. You need all the people who this year, they don't think flowers is the thing to buy. You want them to think of your product. But the way you do that is to get them to think of your product. You don't have to slam flowers. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think this will probably be where we start to wrap up because I think we'll have plenty to say about this. And it kind of just puts a bow on the whole thing, whether it's marketing or specifically Mother's Day. And that is the phrase, buy this for a mom in your life when the person being targeted by the ad is a mom. Right. Sarah, take it away. Take it away. We have had this happen. Not this year, not with any advertisers that I will mention. Let's just say probably a long time ago, but where we are encouraged to encourage moms to buy something for the other mothers in their life. Like, in fact, I'm almost having deja vu. Like we've ranted about this in maybe in another episode, Megan, but like, yeah, I, first of all, I love to acknowledge other moms in my life on mother's day. I might have a group chat with some girlfriends, like like a virtual high five. And sometimes social media is good for that. Like, yes, I see you fellow moms. I see you, but I'm not buying mother's day gifts for my girlfriends and my sister and you, Megan, my business partner. (laughs) No, like I've been watching the mail on my plate (laughs) to get a mother's day gift or card or experience together for my own mother. I'm no longer doing that for my mother-in-law that I I am like kind of embarrassed to admit that that was on my plate for a while. It's clearly not anymore. She's not my mother. My husband is very capable of doing that. But in what world are we all supposed to buy gifts for each other? And if it sounds like I'm overreacting, let me tell you, we have been we have been part of marketing that explicitly encourages moms to spend money on gifts for each other on Mother's Day. And I just draw the line. That's just, that's not what this holiday is about. Yeah. Well, and we've been pretty good about pushing back on that and being like, that's not something that's going to resonate with our listeners. Um, And I think there's nothing wrong. Like if there's a mom in your life who's important to you and she's not your mom, but maybe, maybe you don't have a mom anymore. And there's like your old neighbor and she was a mother figure to you. And that's great. Or like, maybe you want to buy from your, for your mom and your aunt, or maybe like there are moms in your life who aren't your mom, who for some reason you sure. might want to buy a gift for. Great. That's not right. what we're talking about. We're talking about setting the expectation that now this is another buying yeah. holiday or another time of year that we're supposed to be buying for everybody we know who falls into this category, even if they, we don't have that relationship yeah. with them. Like, what else are we supposed to do? And, and the, I think the real icing on the cake is when the buy for a mom in your life branding is targeted specifically to moms themselves who should be bought for or receiving the benefits. If, if they're, you know, it doesn't mean she needs stuff, just like the benefit of the holiday should be going to the mom, not the responsibility. And I would argue that the ad targeting should be targeting partners and children really children. I mean, it's like Mother's Day is about your own mother. So if children are too young to conceive of this on their own, I understand sometimes it falls to the partner, but like it it, targeting, telling mom what she wants for Mother's Day, what she should buy for other moms in her life for Mother's Day, it does sort of beg the question, like who, who going to buy for her? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. And then does she now have to like get the idea that she wants this stuff and now it's her job to put it on everyone else's to-do list? Yeah, probably. Should we talk about this Mother's Day? Like, are you, do you have, well, it's today if you're listening to this, but we're recording this a few days ahead. So do you know how you'd like to spend your day or what, if there's anything planned or if you are just going with the flow? Well, um, and Sarah, I know you wrote such a great Instagram post about this, so I hope you're going to talk about it, but I am usually pretty low key and easygoing about my mother's days. There have been years when I wanted to just be alone. I wanted to go have a day to myself. And I did that. I've had days where, you know, the kids made me breakfast in bed. Like it's been different every year this year. I do have my kids and we're recording this a little bit in advance of mother's day. And last night, Owen said, Oh, Hey ma. Um, (laughs) that's how he talks to me these days. Like, Oh, Oh, Hey ma. Um, I was thinking, you know, if you want me to like buy you dinner or something on Mother's Day, I could do that. And I was like, well, that's really sweet of you, Owen. He's like, well, you might have to go pick it up. And I was like, okay. And I said, I think maybe we're going to be grilling steaks on Sunday because I, forgetting Mother's Day was coming, had asked Eric if he would grill some steaks this weekend if I bought them. And then I said, but you know what? We really are going to need some help putting the chicken coop together. So how about that, Owen? And he looked slightly (laughs) uncomfortable. Like that wasn't really what he had in mind. But I guess um, as you're listening to this, I'm hoping I'm sitting around with a cup of tea reading while someone else in my yard is putting together a chicken coop. That's what I'm hoping. Service from a teenager. Right. Exactly. What well, about you? I did write about this on Instagram and I'll, I'll link up the post, but we're shifting a little bit this year and it, it totally comes from like a good place because I have such a supportive partner and we really do equally share a lot of household labor and mental load. And I, and so I'm going into this very grateful for that. But what we realized last year is we were still doing this thing where we were trying to gift each other. And I'm now including Father's Day, Mother's Day and Father's Day, like a like this quote unquote day off, like, oh, honey, you do whatever you want on that day. Like you go golfing, you take mm. a long walk by yourself. Like don't do the dishes, don't change the laundry. And it totally came from those years where that was really like a wonderful break. And to, to just kind of walk around the house and be like, Nope, I am not changing that poopy diaper today. Like there were years where that really did feel like a gift from my partner. And what we realized last year is like, it was kind of stressing us out and making us grumpy because we were like, Oh, well, we can't do that on mother's day. Cause we don't want mom to have to like, you know, go to home Depot. And like, it was almost like we were trying to schedule around this very transactional obligatory day off. And then he would do it for me. And then I would feel obligated to do it for him on father's day. And we got kind of grumpy last year. And we just said like, I don't think we need to do this anymore. And the reason is, is our kids are older. We we're not so starved for alone time. Like I actually like puttering around my house on a Sunday and doing some chores and catching up on the dishes and like maybe doing a little work and playing a game in the backyard. Like a normal family Sunday sounds just fine for me right now because I am, my cup is fuller than it used to be. So I wrote about that on Instagram and, um, I kind of had forgotten about the conversation for the whole year until this season started like ramping up again. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Brian and I, like, we got real clear about that last year. And we said, we're not doing that anymore. And we're not, we're also not like taking the kids to target at the 11th hour and like having them quickly pick out like a cheesy mug or something Like if my kids, if they write me a note or the younger ones, if they bring a piece of art home from school, I am here for all that. But for my stage of motherhood right now, I don't actually really want any material gifts anymore. I'd rather just have like, enjoy my weekend. If people want to give me a hug and say happy mother's day, I'm not going to like 
turn them away. I just don't, I feel uncomfortable with the level of obligation that we had graduated to. And I feel really relieved to have like declared it over. So. Well, and the, and the, like the never endingness of it, like the inability to change it up because it doesn't, I mean, you guys did change it up, but like feeling stuck in that where it doesn't serve you anymore. Um, I was definitely like that when I was starved for alone time and for, for a day off. I mean, like when my kids were little, I really felt that I needed that, but now I would just rather take it year by year. And some years, barely anyone in my life even acknowledges mother's day. And that's okay too. Like there's lots of opportunities to give me props as a mom and it doesn't have to happen on this one Sunday. Um, I do get to see my own mom on Mother's Day because I live close by. I think we're going to go for a walk in the morning and we often do family dinner anyway with my parents on a Sunday. So, um, yeah, just just ratcheting. Sounds like a nice normal Sunday down back to a nice normal Sunday with a side of maybe like a handwritten card from a kid that those never I mean, those will always be my favorite thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Well, just a reminder um, that our sponsor, AutoApprove, makes it really easy to save money on your car loan. And if you refinance with AutoApprove, they will send you $100. So find out how much you could save on your monthly car payment. Get your free quote at AutoApprove.com slash MomHour. I can think of things I would do with $100 on Mother's Day or on any other day. Happy, happy Mother's Day, everyone. However you are celebrating, just know that we acknowledge you and we see you. And Megan, this was fun. We'll be back with everybody on Tuesday. See you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code the mom hour. Go to Erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P, and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.